podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the world of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome to No Tracers. What's up, guys? I hope you enjoyed that new intro. I loved making it, and I love that it's now an integral part of the podcast. So this week on No Tracers, I am talking with Sweeterdoo from Instagram, based in Louisiana, South Louisiana, New Orleans to be specific, and we're going to be talking about exploring hospitals, prisons, all kinds of really cool stuff down in New Orleans, and I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. It's really, really cool, full of insight, full of crazy stories, and I'm super pumped to share it with you. But before we get started, just a couple housekeeping things. Firstly, if you guys like this episode of No Tracers at any point in time, first of all, go back and listen to the other episodes because there are 20 episodes before this one that I think you will enjoy. But if you guys do like this episode or any of the episodes on the show, please do me a huge favor and leave a rating and feedback on it. And if you do that, take a screenshot of it and send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram, and I will send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place that I have explored. That's my way of saying thank you for supporting the podcast. And if you guys want to support me further, I actually have a book called No Tracers, an Urban Explorer's Diary, which is full of my photos and stories from abandoned places all over the United States, from California to West Virginia uh, I also have a place in Canada and a pl- or a couple places from Canada, a place in Portugal that I've explored, and I would love to send you a signed copy of that book. It's my baby. I spent a lot of time making it, and I'm super proud of it, so I would love to send you a copy of that. And the last thing I need to tell you guys about before we get into this episode is that we have a partner on this episode. It's Liquid Death Water, and if you've never heard of Liquid Death Water, don't worry. I've got an ad coming for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid death. Murder your thirst. So if you guys want a discount on liquid death water, which you can pick up at 7-Eleven, you can pick it up pretty much anywhere these days. But if you want to get a whole case of it, from the website, use code just the letter K and you will get a 10% discount on your water or just hit the link in the description and it will automatically apply that coupon code for you. All right, sweeter do, please introduce yourself and what it is you do to the No Tracers audience. Yeah, my name's uh, Sweeter Do on Instagram. Uh, just a local photographer in New Orleans, explorer, uh, try to get in as many abandoned buildings as possible. Love it. So how did you get into urban exploring in the first place? What made you catch the bug for this kind of thing? It's a very unique type of photography, a very unique type of hobby. So how'd you get into it? Yeah, that's very true. Um, Really, I think it it really boils back down uh, to skateboarding. Uh, I used to, 
want to be a, a skateboard filmer. And that's why I kind of got the love for the camera. And with skating, you know, trespassing is kind of going hand in hand with that. And, you know, some of the guys uh, one day wanted to go to Six Flags. And I went with them having no idea that shooting abandoned places was was awesome. It looked great. I went there with like no knowledge. And I started seeing other people take photos of Six Flags. And I was like, man, this is kind of what I want to start doing because the bulk of the skateboard community wasn't really wanting to pay for my time to be filming. So it really wasn't that lucrative for me and I really wasn't getting too much out of it personally. So after I started seeing a bunch of the photos pop up, I was like, man, this is exciting. This is this is what I think I want to do. I went back to Six Flags and I really just fell in love with it from there. So that was your first exploration? Yeah. Um, wow. Well, I had went to a, a power plant once to shoot a music video with for one of my friends. Uh, and I was a part of it and I was in and out in like five minutes because we heard some noises and we got spooked and I hadn't done anything since then. And then we went over to Six Flags one night and we got in. Because uh, at, the, at the time when I went to skate and film there, it was just open. Like you could just wow. drive in the front parking lot and just drive to the park. It was crazy. Wow. There was no security or nothing. So when we went back, there was obviously security all the time there now. And so we finally made it in and walked around all night. And yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a test to myself. I'm like, man, this is a creepy place. Like if I can do this at night, you know, I, I could probably do anything. And yeah, after we, after we made it out that one night, it was just like, man, I got to go back. I got to start hitting more stuff. This is great. Damn, dude, that's crazy that you got to see it when it was like open like that. I mean, that's one of the big bucket list items on most explorers uh, lists. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to hear that you got to do it when it was still fresh, you know, still unguarded. Yeah, it was a it was a different experience back then, for sure. Uh, It's definitely, you know, moved around as far as the insides of the park, you know, because they do filming there for movies and right. You know, so every every couple months or something, you go back and it's like, this wasn't here. And you try to push the thing and it's like, this thing weighs like a thousand pounds. Like, man, they've been doing some serious lifting around. So it's it's always cool to go back every few months and, and check out what's what's been going on. Wow, what a crazy place. And like, it's just a testament to like, our world can be used for multiple things. You know, we have an abandoned mall here in California that was used in like the fast and furious and it was used in teen wolf for filming and there's no guardrails on it. So you're on like the second floor and there's, you could just walk off the edge and die. (laughs) It's crazy, but it's cool to see that, you know, these things can be kind of repurposed and brought back to life in a sense. Yeah. There's, there's so much potential with all these abandoned places. I mean, there's a big, safety factor that goes into it but i mean as long as you're safe and you're you're wearing a respirator if you're going to be around asbestos then i mean the the opportunities that you can get for photography and for cinematics you know it's just it's it's out of this world it's just it's like a dream come true when you're looking for location ideas to shoot awesome things is to go into an abandoned place that has everything just torn down and beaten up and 
you know, sometimes you find some amazing things that you can use as props that have already been inside the building. And that's always like a major plus. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of respirators uh, and gear, do you have like some favorite gear recommendations, like, uh, for example, shoes or a backpack or anything like that that you would recommend? So uh, it, it really, it really depends on, you know, if I'm going inside of a place and I know that it's, it's constructed in a much earlier time around the time as asbestos, I would definitely get the 3M P100 respirators, you know, with the dual cartridges on each cheek. And, you know, it, it's, it's aggravating to wear, but I mean, you know, people got to like realize that those asbestos fibers are microscopic and they, they get into your lungs and you don't start, you know, experiencing, you know, mesothelioma or any of these really bad diseases that are associated with it like 20 years after you know so it's like you're not just gonna get sick one day after you went exploring you know it's gonna come at you a long time later so i think a, a, a p100 respirator is like a must uh i definitely suggest uh getting some getting some boots you know you could go to like walmart just any type of boot that has a steel toe you know it doesn't even have to be a boot it could be any type of shoe that has a steel toe i definitely recommend like steel toes because you know, I mean, these places are falling apart on their own, you know, and if you put any pressure on certain spots, you know, something could fall down on you, something could fall, you could fall through, you know, so it's just, it's always a good idea to be wearing some type of steel toe protection. And Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and then just, you know, just, just use common sense, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it, you know what you're going to get into most of the time. If you're going to be inside of a building, you know, it's not going to have any ventilation, protect yourself, you know, wear some type of respirator, maybe some type of safety glasses. If, if you know that there's going to be dust flying around and chemicals in the air and stuff, because some of these places are just so degraded. It's, it's, it's insane. You know, they're extremely toxic. Yeah. And then, uh, can you tell me about your scariest exploration to date? And, um, so like, and, and I'm not trying to say this to, to down anybody else. I just personally, I don't really believe in the whole, like the ghost thing. I've never, I've never really like had any like personal experiences with it. Uh, I'm not trying to denounce anybody else's experience, but one time <laughs> it was, it was really weird and we caught it on camera too, but we were in a, a really, really old hospital, a really old hospital. And it was a very gigantic hospital. Um, and my friend and I, are in the operating theater in the basement. So this particular hospital was flooded uh, during a hurricane in the basement. And so it was already pretty, pretty horrific looking down there. You know, there's an operating table right in the center of the room. And you have this semicircle of seating that the students could sit around and watch. And so we're sitting there photog photographing this. And I mean, it's dead silent. And we're 99% sure that we're the only people in this place. And then just boom, extremely loud right above us. But it wasn't just like a, a big footstep. It's like something like big, like really hit. And so we, we got really spooked and uh, like I said, I don't really believe in ghosts, 
but man, I, I could not shake the feeling of like, dude, this is, this is sketchy. What's like, what's this, let's go somewhere else. Cause there was still power on at the time. So we went to one of the more well-lit areas and we're walking down the hallway. And I think we're on like the ninth or 10th floor at this point. And, you know, we're, we have the GoPro rolling and, you know, we're, we're walking, walking, walking. And, uh, all of a sudden it's just like, Oh, like this weird, like moan, like, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, it sounds weird, but it's like, and I mean, even in the footage, we're, we're walking at a brisk pace. And then as soon as you hear the moan, it, it's very faint in the video. We just stopped dead in our tracks, turn around. And I mean, we, we left at that point. I was, I was not cool with being there anymore. I was like, dude, this is the second time in like 15 minutes that something's happened. Like we need, we need to go. I'm, I'm sketched out at this point. Oh man. It gives me the chills thinking about stuff like that. Like whether you believe in ghosts or not, like that's a crazy experience to to have, whether that was a person or otherwise, you know, it's just like it, it sends chills down your spine for sure. And I like to call that the darkness, whether it's a ghost or whether it's just some energy or something. But I call it the darkness because it's like this like form of darkness that's not just dark. It's like the blackest dark you could ever experience. It's crazy. That's a good way to put it, you know, I mean, because I'm definitely uh, on board with the whole energy thing, you know, and I, I know that energy cannot be destroyed. So something has to happen, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that definitely left me uh, questioning some things because, I mean, it was the, the boom in the in the basement was it was I mean, it, it's hard to explain. It was extremely loud and it sounded like it went a Across the span of the entire floor above us so that's why it was it was very very profound wow man that's crazy so tell me about yeah. your favorite exploration oh man um so we my my friend had given me the details to a uh, to a prison and it was like i don't know hours away from where i was living so you know i'm just going off the the hunch that this is going to still be there. So we drive out all this way and, you know, we, we park by the cemetery and we walk through these woods and we're just, you know, following Google maps. And then sure enough, there's this gigantic prison complex in the middle of the woods. There's maybe like two graffiti tags in the entire place open. And, and it had so much stuff left inside. It was, it was, an, it was insane. Cause I mean, I've, I've never like been able to walk around something like that and, you know, just to sit in the cafeteria and then just to sit like in the cell and just kind of look around and just imagine for a second, like, man, like this is life for some people. Like this is insane. Like that was definitely one of the coolest experiences I think I've personally had exploring around. Damn. Yeah. We, uh, in LA, there's an abandoned jail and it's like four stories. There's a boxing ring, there's solitary confinement. And like, I went and sat in solitary confinement and shut the cell door. And I was like, I can't believe people live like this for years, man. Years. It's crazy. Sad. What's, what's crazy about the one that I went to is that the locking mechanism still worked. No. And my friend had warned me. Yeah. My friend had warned me before. He's like, yeah, look, if, if you go and sit in the cell, like to take a photo or something, do not let the cell door close. And so just to test the theory, when I got there, I, you know, I closed one of the cell doors and I mean, I tried and then it's stuck. Like, so I was like, Whoa, like that is a, that's sketchy. Definitely don't want to get caught up in here. 
yeah, that's nuts. Cause then you got to call the cops to come get you out and the fire department. And then <laughs> you have a whole other, yeah, no, I was with. like, man, what do we do? I mean, if that happened, you know, like, what could you do? It's like, you have to rat yourself out at that yeah. point. It sucks. Literally. <laughs> yeah. So have you been uh, exploring during the pandemic? Uh, I've talked to a couple of people that have been hitting spots nonstop because there's not really anybody in abandoned places, but what about yourself? Yeah, it's it's actually been a really weird, and I don't want to say blessing, you know, because I know a lot of people have had a lot of hardship due to this, but I mean, it's been, in a, 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 I'll say a unique time to do these things because some places that have 24-hour security, they're at home now, and it's like, well, if any time to do this, it's probably going to be now. And yeah, I've definitely gotten some access to some places that I would not have gotten had it not been for a nationwide shutdown and everyone is in their homes. Absolutely crazy. And not only that, like, it's just, uh, it's just, it makes it, it like adds to the air of what we're doing. You know what I mean? It, it like does. adds it's to the crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so surreal. Cause it's like, man, you're already in like an apocalyptic setting when you're in some of these places and they're all torn down. And then like, you, can, you always have like the cars rushing by or you'll hear police sirens in the background or something, you know, to, you're still like in reality. But during that and it's just completely silent everywhere else, it's like, man, this is like scary. Like, what mm. the heck? It's absolutely insane. But I mean, I love it. I just went or I just got back from Denver, Colorado, and we hit eight places in a day and a half. And the first thing we hit was an abandoned strip club in the middle of the city. <laughs> And the last thing we hit was an abandoned military bunker that was underground. It, it was uh, built during the Cold War era for like intercontinental ballistic missiles. And it's all underground. We had to like go under this like metal grate kind of thing to get inside. And dude, it was just nuts to like go. We went down and on the surface, it was like 90 degrees underground. It was like 40 degrees. We could see our breath. And then when we came back out, there was a storm coming in. And then the next day it started snowing. It was the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever experienced, dude. Were you were you prepared like for that temperature change? Like, did you have like clothes like, or like, were you just like, damn, no, this we sucks, were, this cold? We were shocked, man. We we got there and then we realized it was gonna snow, and we were like, uh, like my homie was in shorts and a t-shirt, and he like had to go buy a, a jacket from like Walmart. You know, it was just it was absolutely insane. We were totally unprepared, but I mean, it was such a good time just to like get out and go explore again you know like i had been kind of sitting on the back burner because i i've hit most of the stuff in like los angeles and and orange county you know so it's like i kind of like lost lost the uh the excitement for it because like i love going back to places but like i want to see new stuff so like to be able to go hit eight places in a day and a half in a different state Definitely. like dude there's nothing Definitely. like it absolutely amazing and then uh yeah i totally feel that do you explore alone or with people? Do you have a preference? Always, always with people. I mean, and unless it's like something that's like just like extremely lucky and, you know, I mean, I had I had a theater that uh, I was given information that a, a certain door was open that was never open. And I drove by it one morning on my way to work. And it was still open. So I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to walk past this and not at least try it. And 
that was like probably one of the only times that I did something by myself. But yeah, I always go with somebody. I just think it's kind of like, I just think it's silly not to. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't matter how confident and how good you are like as an explorer or how well you are balanced. I mean, it, you know, anything can happen. And then if you break your leg or, you know, you fall and you hit your head and you knock yourself out, you know, like no one's going to know. You know, and nobody's going to know exactly where you are. You know, at least if you fall, your your friend can at least leave and go get help and say, look, yeah, we were trespassing. But look, I mean, dude needs some help. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like as an explorer, when we walk into these places, when we step into this place, it's like we're stepping into another world. Like we're stepping into like a portal into the past almost, you know, it's like a completely different state. It is, you know, I mean, like, and that's what I was saying. Sometimes there are things that are left behind. And I mean, you know, I've, I've walked up on files and you, you can sit there and just look and it's like what, 1970 something. It's like, wow, this is like insane. A lot of the buildings around here in New Orleans, you know, were obviously destroyed during Hurricane Katrina. Right. And some of the, like the schools on the chalkboard will still say August 29th, 2005, which was, you know, like wow. the day before everybody had to evacuate. So when you see that, it's like, damn, like that's surreal. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's so surreal, man. And like, what a interesting place, you know, like, like you said, a lot of that area was devastated by Katrina and, I remember my cousin going down there. She lives in uh, North Louisiana, but she went down there and like took pictures of like the tanks going through town and like all that stuff. And it's crazy to see that there it it completely changed the the entire state, you know, and it left so many things abandoned. And there's like mad hospitals down there. There's like just crazy shit down there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it. it I, and I talk about the tanks. I mean, I remember coming back down and I remember walking into my house and I remember like seeing like like three feet of mud just, you know, just inside the entire house, you know? So, wow. yeah. And I mean, there, so I remember, and then, oh yeah, everything, everything was just so devastated here. So yeah, it, it opened up a whole new world. I honestly wish I would have been into urban photography and exploring back in 2005. That would have been a colossal opportunity to get amazing stuff. I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, it's sad as it is, but you know, we came back. So yeah, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, it definitely, it definitely left a lot of places tattered for sure. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, do you have any goal places, places you haven't been that you would like to hit? It can be national or international. Everywhere. I mean, I, I'm a single dad. So, <laughs> okay. uh, I have two kids and it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of hit or miss whenever I get time. So that's why a lot of my stuff is based out of Louisiana, but I definitely, definitely want to get up, uh, up Northeast. I want to go to Ohio. Mm. Uh, I definitely want to get like up, uh, by, uh, by New York and stuff too. And, you know, I, I, there's, there's so many places everywhere, you know, just anywhere really outside of Louisiana, I'm, I'm totally game for, you know? Hell yeah. I, I hope you get out and get to go explore some more stuff, especially up in like, you know, Akron, Ohio, you've got the huge abandoned mall over there that Seth Lawless is super well known for some of his photos from inside this mall and New York's got definitely. crazy stuff up there. Definitely. Definitely. You know, I, I, I 
California has some cool stuff that I'd love to see. Um, you know, I know where you are in LA has some really, really banging spots too. And yeah, it, that, that would be really cool to get over there as well. But I will, I will soon. I will soon. I'm, I'm getting better at, at getting bored of shooting stuff here. So it's starting to get to the point where I'm like, I have to go. I have to go do something else now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, out here in LA, one of the most notorious spots that got kind of burned because of, I mean, our YouTube videos, you know, cause so many people were going into it, but there's a 17 story abandoned hospital and it's massive, you know, just gigantic. There's a, uh, surgical classroom, kind of like the one you were talking about, but it's like, it's got like 30 rows of seats and benches and it's like all inclined. So it's like, it, it looks like it's out of a horror movie. Honestly, it's absolutely insane. Um, but I got to explore that. I know exactly that for, which one you're talking about yeah, too. Dude. Yep. I got to explore <laughs> it for like four hours. We had a security guard let us up there. Like it was just oh, it was what? nuts. It was nuts. Killer like, day. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, he, he basically caught us. He was like, Hey, what are you guys looking for? And we were like, Oh, we're looking for the classrooms on the fourth floor. And he was like, Oh yeah, just take the staff elevator. And he keyed his card and put us in the staff elevator. And next thing you know, boom, up to the 16th floor, elevator doors open. And we're like, Oh shit. We're just like, ah! dude, it was in, it was like the cool, it's probably the coolest place I've ever been. Honestly, like 17 stories. I've seen photos from it. Yeah. I've seen photos from it. I love all the photos I see from it. Uh, yeah. It's such a great looking, looking spot. It oh. definitely is. That's awesome that you've been, that's even cooler that you like had permission to go. So it's like, yeah. damn, I don't even have to worry about like the, <laughs> the getting arrested factor now. This right. is great. Straight up. Yeah. It was nuts. It was yeah. definitely on the top of my list for, for favorite explorations. Um, and then let's talk about social media a little bit. Um, your use of social media, what it's provided with you or for you as far as like the community goes and like selling your prints, things like that. Everything. Uh, I mean, social media is everything when it comes to doing photography, I, I feel. I mean, you know, I mean, what better way to, to get your work out there instantaneously, you know, than posting it. And, you know, I mean, th there's, you know, there's good and bad sides of everything. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of toxicity in the urban exploring community, which really sucks, um, you know, but there's off, there's a lot of really rad people out there as well. And I mean, clicking through Instagram and then finding somebody who inspires you and then sending them a message like, Hey man, like your work's awesome. You know, like I, I, I take your work and I, I base some of my things off of it, you know, and that's how friendships are started. And I've met some of my best friends that I have today through social media and shooting photography and you know, people that I would have never, ever met otherwise because we just lived too far away. And even though it's only 45 minutes away, it's still, that's, that's enough distance for you never to meet somebody unless you have a way to connect with them. Yep. Absolutely. As far as like sales and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's pivotal. You know I mean? You, you can, it, it, there's so many ways to market and advertise, you know, through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these things. And I mean, you know, it's, the, the the content speaks for itself you know people will reach out to you if they like your stuff and you will get noticed if people like your stuff so just keep pushing if that's what you want to do and you'll get there absolutely and then if you could live in one place you've explored for one week which place would it be 
I could live in one place. <laughs> so if it's during the winter time, probably Six Flags. Because, I mean, there's so many spots on the roller coasters that you can climb up to and lay down on, which I've done a few times and just sat there with the friends and just, you know, drank some water and smoked some cigarettes and looked at the stars. So that would be a really cool place to, to, to live, I guess, for a week, you know, because I mean, and, and B, it's outside. So I don't have to worry about, you know, dying from toxic fumes or anything. So I think that would be really, really cool. But it'd have to be during the winter time because that place and, you know, this is just a warning to everybody who wants to come out here and explore a place. Do not come down here during the summertime. Nope. It's way too hot. Hot and way humid. Too hot. It's so hot. It's it's so hot. And there's so many bugs and there's snakes and gators and pigs. So just come down during the wintertime. It's so much easier and it's so much more enjoyable. Absolutely. And then my last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Something I wish I knew now. Uh, I wish I knew to never ask people, where is this when I first got started? That's just that. I mean, I, I used to be that dude cause I, I just didn't understand you know, that like, mm. there was like, kind of like this whole like, underground kind of rules to this thing. And there's certain things you don't ask. And yeah, I kind of got like a lot of hate from a, a, a bunch of dudes because of that. But um, yeah, I, I wish I would have done that. And I also probably wish I would have known that, uh, you know, if you just flip your camera out of landscape mode to portrait mode, you can get a lot more in the photo. And it yep. posts a lot bigger to social media, which is a lot better looking on your page. I wish I would have known that a lot longer ago. True. Absolutely. And then if people want to find you or hit you up for a print, where can they get a hold of you? I did, mainly just through Instagram. Um, it's sweeterdo, S-W-E-E-T-E-R-D-O, just like it's sounded out. I mean, you can find me on Facebook, um, on Russ Photog. And, you know, but I'm, I'm mainly, I mainly speak to people through Instagram and yeah, I mean, if you're ever down here in the area, hit me up, you know, I mean, I would love to meet all y'all. It'd be really great to connect with new friends and make some cool memories with y'all people. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on No Tracers and sharing some of your stories with my audience. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was great talking to you. All right, guys, that was my podcast with Sweeterdo. If you want to check out his stuff, I've put his Instagram down in the description for you guys. Thank you so much for coming on this episode of No Tracers. I had a blast talking with you about New Orleans, and uh, I can't wait to get down there and explore with you, man. If you guys enjoyed this episode of No Tracers, please do me a huge favor and leave a rating and feedback. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you do that, I will send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place I've explored because that's my way of saying thank you. It takes you like 30, 45 seconds to leave feedback and it helps this podcast grow. It helps more people find us. And uh, this podcast is still young, but it's already bigger than my podcast about freelancing, which is called Project Freelance. So if you guys are freelancers and you want to hear more about how different people built their businesses, uh, you can check out Project Freelance. There's a link down in the description for it if you want to check it out. But 
Other than that, check out my book, No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary, or my blog posts at notracers.com. I will talk to you guys again next week. And if you want to be on the podcast, hit me up at contact at notracers.com and we'll get you on an episode. All right, guys, stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore, and remember, leave no trace.